Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Whisper it, say it. <laughs> Josh Whittley Bum. <laughs> Josh Whittley Bum. Maybe my favourite ever. Wow, that kid's got two settings. It's almost like a um, <laughs> child's toy where it's silent or the loudest it's ever been. <laughs> that is Jake, age three, the son of Megan Small. This week, Jake announced my bowel movement to the neighbourhood, shouting up to the window from outside. James asked, Mummy, will you get me a bike? Through the open window, I replied, yes, Jake. I'll get it for you in the minute. To which Jake then responded at the top of his voice, will you get it after you've done your poo? <laughs> oh. To make matters worse, uh, we have new neighbours who are renovating their bungalow and were working on the roof on our side at the time. Oh. Uh, he's a very nice son, he sounds like. I like that, um, the, the mistake with him whispering it as well. That was nice. It was endearing, wasn't it? Yeah, we don't want the retakes. We don't want the more professional retakes. We want that first attempt. We don't even redo this. Never mind your voiceover at the exactly. beginning, people. Don't you chill out. Just enjoy yourself. Enjoy Relax, yourself, man. Guys. Um, how are you? Oh, not bad, actually. We had a very good couple of days away. After the camping fiasco, we decided to go to a hotel near some family and then go to Legoland. Oh, Windsor or, um, or Copenhagen. Windsor, Windsor, Windsor. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also went to a, um, like a splash paradise, the Coral Reef in Bracknell. But talking about my uh, getting naked in front of my kids for showers. Yeah. This happened to me, the change, the family changing rooms. Yeah. As I was getting changed, I obviously took my trunks off and they went, oh, look, it's daddy's bits. Yeah. And one of them went, it's like a sausage. Yeah. All right. At the top of her voice. And I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Then the other one went, it's like a little snail. Oh, that cut me deep. It cut is, me deep, John. That is a heartbreaking moment. Look, let's be honest, yeah. It's, a, it's got... like that Superman, is it a bird, is it a plane? <laughs> it's a slug with a shell. <laughs> it's a snail. It's cold, it's cold. Due to COVID restrictions, my dick's smaller now, basically, because they had to have the back door open. That was the exit. But basically, it was freezing. And, you know, it's not a, a substantial beast at the best of times. But um, to, for it to be called a snail was really 
heartbreaking. It was even worse when she put some pellets out for it, wasn't it? Yeah, that... yeah. and she poured salt on it. It was a horrible afternoon. <laughs> I talked me through Legoland. What's it like? I've never been. Well, I always dreamed of going when I was a kid, but it was only available in Denmark at that point. That's what your parents told you. Yeah. Oh, it is, it's, it's a great day out, Josh. Pricey. Yeah. Very pricey. And um but what I'll say is right, this is this is my head my thinking around what, what you what are you paying for a uh, what are you paying for a tango? Do you know what happened was you have to just zone out and pretend it's not happening? Thank God for contactless. <laughs> yeah, you can't if I, if I physically saw notes going over the counter, I think I'd have a panic attack. <laughs> but this is my thinking. Obviously, what we've saved on going to Spain was still ringing in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> but we um what I'd say is though. We, we've done this. I'd rather go... Can I just ask, do you think there'll be a moment when you're about 70 when you and Lou decide to like, yeah, we'll have a pudding. Do you remember when we didn't go to Spain? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know when it's going to start. <laughs> yeah, we moved house. We didn't go to Spain, did we? So we thought we'd spend that money on stamp duty. It is, it's well pricey, but what I yeah. said, I think you're better off going every two or three years and doing it properly than yep. going... Because we went before and did the cheapest option on everything, right? And it was stressful. It was really hard work, yep. okay? We went this time and we... And I've, I've never done this before and it, I felt I felt a bit... I paid for reserve and ride, Josh. What's reserve and ride? Is that, fa- is that fast track tickets? Yeah, so there's levels, right? There's level one of reserve and ride, level two, and then VIP. VIP is you can literally walk up to any ride and get on it immediately, and you can spit in everyone's face as you do it. But the, the level, even if you can afford it, the level of just social angst it creates. Can I ask what you would pay for the VIP? Well, uh, the VIP, VIP is a fortune, but you can pay a bit extra for a reserve a ride, yeah. which basically means what you do is, if there's, it shows you all the waiting times of rides, and you click on it, and it says like 40 minutes, and then you don't have to queue up. You just wait for the 40 minutes oh, to expire. That's so good. you can wander around. You go it's back. Like when you go to a restaurant and they'll give you one of those buzzers, yes. and then you can go to the bar. Yeah. So you can do that and go and other things. And then you go there, you show your ticket and you still have to wait for about five, 10 minutes, but they scan it. Once they've scanned it, you can get in the queue for another ride. So it was pricey, but we went on everything. The kids loved it. And and presumably because your kids are small, you're going on things that aren't that scary. So you can have fun as well, rather than have to be for, I went to Dubai to do a gig. Yeah. And I just wanted a day in the hotel. And then the other acts, uh, Ed Gamble, Lloyd Langford and Maisie Adam, who I I, yeah. I really am a huge fan of all of them as people. That's a meet. great crew it's to be a great crew, three brilliant comics. And they really wanted, well, Maisie and Ed really wanted to go to this theme park. Yeah. And we went to the theme park. I was like, oh, God. And normally at a theme park, you're like, well, at least mainly it'll be waiting around. Like, we'll just chat. But we got there and it was completely empty. So it was like a child's really? dream. There was no one there. And so basically, you're just, you can just walk up and get on every ride again and again and again. Oh, and it was God. an absolute living hell. Because <laughs> you couldn't get out of it. Couldn't get, get out, out of it. So you, they're just like, you know, like, like when a kid gets off a ride, they want to go again. That's what Ed and Maisie were like. And they were just doing that. Oh, no. Uh, see, I hate rides yeah i'm not a big fan of rides but legoland's amazing for little kids i'm also i should stress i'm not getting paid for this right i it cost me a fucking fortune yeah, yeah. so i'm not doing this as like we got a freebie and i'm trying to plug it but i just it was a really good day out but i would say you're already spending a lot to get in there it's worth spending that little bit more to do the reserve and ride yeah. and then you can literally just get on and it's you can pl- we did everything we wanted to do the kids that, that you can't explain to a two-year-old 
why you're queuing for an hour? Because yeah. the answer is you shouldn't be. It's a waste of a life. Yes, <laughs> isn't it? Really? <laughs> but that's the but it distracts us for a day and keeps you busy. The other yeah. alternative is just your kid jumping on you. But if you think about the amount of time you've got back in your life, there, Rob. Can I claim it back though after talking about it on here? How's that work? Um. I don't think you can. I think you'd have to um, not got any pleasure out of it, which it does sound like is sadly you've said you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoyed it. But anyway, that's what I'll take. So I was a bit worried about going. It was pricey, but a fair, honest opinion is go, get reserved and ride, swallow it. But I'd rather go... How much Lego's involved? The rides aren't built out of it, are they? <laughs> no, they're not. Imagine that. A bit rickety, this one, isn't it? <laughs> when it breaks, the geezer turns up a big orange thing that pings it out. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd, I'll just say do it and then do it every two or three years for that amount yeah. rather than trying to go regularly. Um, also, can I say the most overused cliche that you hear the whole time when you're in Legoland? Yeah. Right? It's when everyone, the kids are screaming and everyone just goes, but it's a long day for them, isn't it? <laughs> it's a long day for them. Everyone's just saying that it's a long day. And also as well, it was, right, they reckon it's half capacity. I've never... It's like being at Nebworth. It's so busy. Are you getting your photo back and you're buying a photo and you've all just got masks on? Yeah. We, yeah, it was all in hazmat suits, the whole for fact. No, so they weren't disinfecting some, but it weren't the rides. All the rides were fairly social distanced because you are spread out. And basically, if there was a gap, you couldn't sit next to someone if you weren't in their family. So if there was three of you, you'd yeah. have like a road to yourself behind your two friends. So um, it was good that, but just walking around, just people everywhere. Um. Should we do some emails? Yeah, let's do some emails, Josh. Josh, I've got some... Uh, do you want some salty ones? Yeah, go on. We haven't had them in a while. Let's have a bit of salty. I feel a bit sorry for you, Josh. This has really escalated, the saltiness. Oh, no. I've got two here. It's 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 evolving into things I don't like about Josh Winnicom. Oh, no. I both. Hope all is well. This is a less of a Josh was salty to me tale or even a spot of salt mining. It's um, any, oh, <laughs> If anything, it's a remote salt drone strike. All right. You know, when people use a phrase a lot, sometimes it's quite endearing, but you can get a little tiresome. People who say, I haven't got a Scooby or it's a good shout oh, yeah. for a mildly what's, interesting What's the phrase idea. I use too much? Or to be fair, uh, blah, blah. Basically, um, I'm not sure how intentional his catchphrase is. Perhaps he he's just in a verbal rut. Would you say that you, you've heard this and would you say, oh, I buy that? I, do you know what? I thought when they, would, they put it out, I would, but I, I haven't really, to be honest. Um, anyway, does he really need to say... I'm not going to lie quite oh. so often. Do you say that a lot? I don't know. Well, you wouldn't. I suppose you wouldn't be conscious that you oversay it. Also, in this email, when I accept that it can be served to pr- provide emphasis to a point. Yeah. yeah. Josh knows how to speak, mate. That's, that's quite a Yeah, I'm using it for a reason. <laughs> I don't think he just picked that out. He just says it before everything. I'm not going to lie. Cool. Um, can I can I go to the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. I'm gonna keep an eye out for that now. Yeah. He's a fan, though. Marco's a fan. He's excellent on Taskmaster. I enjoyed the sitcom. Last thing is great. Isn't isn't Adam Hills really nice? A very there humble man. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Okay. Tell me. Uh. I, I buy that. I buy that. I'll look into it for the next week, and I'll yep. let you know whether I feel like I'm saying it too much. Now I feel like every turn of phrase I say is. Let's keep an eye on that. Like I say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly you realise when you hear the start of that email, you think, "Is this going to be something that completely cuts the very core of who I am?" Well, to be fair, you're doing all right for yourself, Joshua. I can't imagine it's having a huge impact on your broadcasting it's, career. No. 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 You know, uh, we're not recommissioning last leg. Why? Well, I'm not going to lie. It's I'm not going to lie. <laughs> We've had an email from Harper Adams. 
Oh, come on. After having a go at Harper Adams University for yeah. one of the worst crowds ever. I've, I've heard murmurs about it on the circuit as well, yeah. how bad that union is for comedians. Anyway, um, here he goes. This is from Craig Jones. I don't know if he... He's put his so name does there. he represent them in any way? Well, here he goes. Dear Josh and Rob, I don't normally write to a podcast, but having heard the recent saltiness aimed at Harper Adams University, I felt I had to step in and defend it. Firstly, I love the podcast. It's kept me very much sane to hear what other parents go through. And does worst. Also, every email we get, this is one paragraph everyone writes, where it's basically they just tell you about their breakdown during lockdown. It's like, <laughs> thanks. It's so endearing. And I, I really appreciate it because it's the reason why we started doing it. But he's saying thanks for that. Anyway, and he said, my wife has managed to do the lion's share of teaching the children during lockdown, allowing me to continue to work full time for Harper Adams Uni. I cannot speak go. about the entertainment manager of student union extracurricular activities, but rest assured, as a university, not college, as Josh referred to it, he, he's very angry about that. You can the tone was he really punched those yeah, keys. Sorry, in the yeah, of course, of course, polytechnic. We, we <laughs> it's a jumped up poly, isn't it? We offer world class teaching opportunities for our students. To I'm, not the <laughs> I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying they don't. When you do it, like, like I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I'll be honest with you, one of the worst universities I've ever played in pure gig was an Oxford University ball. But I don't dispute oh, that they're... That doesn't mean that I think less of them as a as an educational oh, institution. That gig was all... I did that with you, didn't I? Did I do that with you? Did you? No, I, I don't think you did. Was that? I did it the year after. It was me, iPhone Graham, Sean Walsh and Joe Lysett. And they still didn't listen. What oh. a bunch of twats. <laughs> It was like, you know, you know, like Back to the Future when there's the picture starts fading away. It was like being in a Bullingdon Club photo, but it was live. And I was wandering around going, what is happening here? It was a mental night, that one. So I, I don't think that the, the level of the gig in any way, I'm reflecting it on the teaching or whether it's a university. Yeah. Anyway, so he's got, he's got a bit worthy here, Craig, to be fair. I don't think he's got the tone of this podcast. At Simon Education is at the forefront of the news with great assessments, A-level and GCC results. It's worth pointing out that institutions such as Harper Adams are there to support developed students. No doubt over the next few years, generation thick, as Ellis James eloquently put it, will be benchmarked against the lockdown period. Look, Craig, mate, I, I, you're a seem like a good guy. I don't give a fuck about the education of your students. Did, did Ellis James refer to them as generation thick? Well, yeah, because of all these kids oh, yeah, that didn't get course. any schooling. Not the, not the, the results. Oh, right, yeah, he of was course. Talking I was going about... to say, that would be a very controversial <laughs> take on... Ellis James has really set a marker down in his reckon, view of the A-level results. I mean, it would take a lot for Boris Johnson to sack Gavin Williamson, but if he'd said get a generation thick, I think that would have been the final straw. <laughs> yeah, um, drinking a big cup of tea. Well, I should add, I don't know anything about Harper Adams except that it is a university as an educational establishment, but what I will say is as a gig, it is bad. It and is bad. In the, in the same way that the comedy store is not a good university, I don't think Harper Adams is a good <laughs> comedy store. Also, as well, he's basically going on to say it's a good union. It's not just farming they do. It's like a fucking PR spinny. I think they might have some spaces in clearing or something. But he's going, <laughs> he's going yeah, there are loads of opportunities, blah, blah, blah. But basically, you shouldn't judge a university by that because they're great education. But my point is, Josh, when you've got a rotten core, which that is obviously an issue at Harper Adams Entertainment Department. The the comedy gig there is unplayable. It needs to be eked out. You can't just cover it up with great teaching. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You can't, you can't be in a relationship. Can't, my wife comes home from a night out with the girls and gives me a slap around the head, but then books me an holiday to Barbados. It don't work. You've got to get rid yeah. of that angry... Does it still exist as a gig, I wonder? I should also add that when I did it in 2009, 
everyone that would be at that gig would now be around 30 years old. <laughs> so, so the entertainment officer at that time, who was presumably also a student or just graduated as a student, yeah, these people are way out of university. For all I know, it might be a brilliant gig. I mean, it's absolutely not going to, it's not going to be a brilliant gig. Stop it's not apologising, Josh. This is not your fault. This is I'll not say your it once, fault. I'll say it again. Worst gig I've ever done. What was the worst? Have you done it, this gig, Rob? No, I don't, I don't, I don't plan to. It's miles away, isn't it? Shropshire, do me a favour. Yeah, well, that was the other thing. It's in a place <laughs> in Shropshire called Newport. Yeah. And I had a gig in Cardiff the next night. So I thought I'd booked an absolutely superb one too. Oh I'm, no! Of Newport, Cardiff. Oh. So when I decided, when I discovered it was in Shropshire, that was an absolute another kick to the absolute Jaffers before the gig had even started. <laughs> kick to the Jaffers. Oh, no, no, I'm trying out some new phrases because obviously my old ones I use too many times. Amazing, a kick to the old Jaffers. I'm just doing a quick Harper Adams alumni. Uh, Check, see who went there, and then maybe we could get them on the podcast. Just, um, just like the farmers. <laughs> what was I expecting? <laughs> <laughs> just like we got Dutchy original. He went there. Old McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's uh, that's drawn uh, a Craig, line. Let's draw a line under the Harper Adams. Thanks for getting in touch. I will accept it as a. Uh, I don't know anything about it as a university, but I will dispute that the gig is anything other than an absolute. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. So, Rob, there's something um, we should clear up. Yeah. Do you remember the Gavin and Malcolm photo? And we were looking for the youngest Gavin and Malcolm in the UK. Yes. And then was it a lady called Ag- Agnes. Agnes? Agnes sent in uh, a photo with no info of, of a Gavin and Malcolm. Yeah. Yep. Well, she the info was in an email below the photo. So there was oh. info. Oh, right. Josh, you're talking like you've got a winning lottery ticket and you just can't get it out. What is well, this info? Ag- this, this will blow your mind. Agnes is 22. Fuck off. <laughs> Do me a favour, Agnes. Twenty-two. Agnes is twenty-two. No wonder she's got links to a Gavin and Malcolm with a name like that at that age. It's a lovely name. Yeah. I have been really enjoying your podcast during lockdown, despite not having children. Open brackets. I'm twenty-two. Yeah, or knowing how to use podcasts because my name's Agnes. <laughs> Surely she should do a hot pot or something. Her name like Agnes. Is that is well, that sexist or is that ageist? No, no, I think that's that's ageist. It's fine. You're not yeah. being sexist. You're no. just you're just being purely ageist. Yeah, I, um, I do on a personal. I do think women should cook more, but that's a separate conversation. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. But come on, let's be serious. So I had already enjoyed finding out that Rob and I share a birthday. Oh, yeah. But was even more excited to hear about the names of his children, Gavin and Malcolm, because my dad is called Gavin and his brother is called Malcolm. Oh, yes, this is great. <laughs> I mean, your name's Gavin on that. So, her dad's got her dad called? 
Gavin. Gavin, a daughter called Agnes, 22 years ago, in ni- 1998. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that was at the, it was like the height of, you know, Tony Blair was one year in power. Yeah, everyone was yeah. called like Ollie or George or James or like, even Jack. Gary's were on the way out yeah. there. Yeah. Gary Bushel was the last great, but Gary, wasn't he? Yeah, great's a big word. <laughs> um, so um, she says, it was very spooky seeing that um, podcast name come up in my notifications, uh, which was presumed called Gavin and Malcolm. It's now impossible to listen to your stories without imagining tiny middle-aged men in kilts, <laughs> ripping the heads off flowers and shitting in cars. Oh, God. Um, also, then, I just forgot that I told those stories. Before. I thought, what two awful things someone could do? And I realised, <laughs> oh, that was my life about two months ago. Thanks uh, for all the laughs, Agnes. P.S. Please get Ellis James on soon. Uh, oh, we did that. We've done that. Um, wow, that's amazing. So Gavin and Malcolm are an actual pair of siblings. What age are they? 56. Uh, sorry, 56 and 58. 50. I think what we should do, if Agnes yeah. is listening, um, which I hope she still is, we'd love them, uh, Gavin and Malcolm, to record... The opening intro, like we get oh, the children to record. Please. Yeah, that, if you can sort that out, Agnes. Also, as well, I'd quite like Agnes's mum's name and any siblings' names, just yes. to see if there's like, it's got a, you know, and then there's a Matilda just popped in for no reason or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, to see if definitely. there's any. Yeah. We, we, we'd be across all of that, but um, do keep your um, Gavin and Malcolm's coming in if you know any Gavin and Malcolm siblings. 56 and 58 is the age to yeah. beat. I mean, I love the way I say keep sending them in. We've literally just had one. Yeah. Inbox from and, I, and I failed to read the email properly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it probably come on Telegram, didn't it, from old Agnes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Rob, yes. I um, I should tell you, I had the worst bank holiday Monday of all time. Oh, yes, please, because I've been having a tough time because we've had school holidays, so I, I need this job. This will cheer right, you our right to up. work, yeah. Okay, so a f- couple of days before the bank holiday Monday, we are in- invited uh, by some friends to go to London Zoo. Okay. which would have been lovely, but I didn't realise. They said, do you want to go to the zoo on Monday afternoon? And I didn't realise it was a bank holiday. Oh, so I was oh like, God. no, I'm working. I'm not going to go to the zoo. I, you know, I can't. So I presumed I'd have work. And then obviously I realised on the Sunday that the next day is a bank holiday and we're doing absolutely fuck all. Is your daughter normally in care, like a nursery care? She's then? not in care, Rob. I mean, I've made some mistakes, <laughs> but that's a bit unfair. <laughs> no, sorry. Childcare on a Monday. No, she's not. But, okay, so, um, yeah. but I just thought I can't take the time off to go to the zoo in this situation, right? Yeah. But then it turned out it was a bank holiday. So I thought I did have some work to get done. So I thought I'll, I'll rush the work through and then we'll do the second best thing to the zoo, Hackney City Farm. However, get I get my daughter all excited all morning. We're going to the farm. What animals do you want to see? To be honest, she named quite a lot of animals that were there that she didn't want to see, but we we, we papered over that. She was very excited. Mm. And then we were like, oh, we, we lost our faith in the farm and we were like, should we just go to the park? And she demanded we go to the farm. So we drive across to the farm, get there. It's closed temporarily for COVID. Oh, no. Oh, no. So we think, well, we'll just walk around the edge of the Hackney City Farm and see the animals. Oh, God, this is awful. This is one of the... Ble- oh, by the way, I've had five pints, so I'm hung... I'm hung over as well. Oh, right, no. No, yeah, no, no, I'm not... Five pints and drive. No, 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 I didn't have... I'd have five <laughs> pints the night before. You sure she's not in care? <laughs> she should be. So you had five pints the night before, which so back was, in the day you could handle, but, yeah, but now... now I'm hung over. I'm yeah, hung over as shit, right? So we're walking around the boundary of Hackney City Farm. None of the animals are in the field. They've all gone... <laughs> She's absolutely gutted. 
uh, but there's a kind of woodland trail that they've built into the park. So we'll, we thought we'll do that. I have never seen so many rats in my fucking life. <laughs> so in the space of 48 hours, we've turned down going woodland to the zoo. Trail. And now we're walking down a woodland trail. And then, which is just rats and squirrels. And she's like, there's a rabbit. And it's like, it's a rat, mate. And then it gets worse. <laughs> a, a, a squirrel squares up to us. What? And she... I'm absolutely shitting myself that we're about to be attacked by this squirrel. And obviously my daughter doesn't realise she can't read squirrel body language as well as I can. So we basically (laughs) have to do a runner from a squirrel on this woodland trail. Oh, no. This is pathetic, Josh. It's it's the worst afternoon, right? So then we've got to leave. She wanted to stay in the woodland trail because obviously she doesn't have the issue with rats. I don't like rats. Also, is there is there a, a condom and drug vibe there as oh, well? Oh, no, but floor? I tell you what there is. There's a sign saying active wasps nest nearby. Oh, God, there's no rest, is there? <laughs> no, it was one of the most stressful half hours of my life. So we get out of there and I'm like, <laughs> we'll go to Broadway Market. She's absolutely set on getting an ice cream in a cone, which is a big, big draw for her. Yep. She won't accept anything less. So we walked up, she's like... Well, I like, we'll go to the bookshop because you can buy a book. There's a nice bookshop on Broadway Market. Okay. But she's insistent on getting this ice cream. Would you take a Cornetto or does it need to be? No, it needs to be an ice cream. And I'm like, you know, when you're like, I know this isn't going to be an option. Yeah, because that's a a Cornetto's fine, but to get a proper ice cream in a cone on a bank holiday Monday. But then, unbelievably, we round the corner onto Broadway Market and there's a man. I still, you know, like, do you remember Goodnight Sweetheart, where the guy would like walk through from the different time, and he's from yeah. like fifty. So there's a man stood there with one of those ice cream trolleys that Cockneys used to push around. <laughs> was it a Cockney angel? It was like a, it was like a Cockney ghost who goes to an ice cream man, <laughs> and he's there, and we go up to him, and he's got like the white hat and stuff on, you know, and he he makes her strawberry ice cream that. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen a colour like it. That had not seen that had not seen a strawberry in its fucking life. And the strawberry was it, it was so. I was like, this is so bad. This ice cream. This is so synthetic that I had to. You know, like when you think, would you take a shot if someone was firing firing at your family? Yeah. I was like asking my daughter whether I could have a lick of her ice cream so that I could get some down me so that she wouldn't have to ingest it. <laughs> okay, so she wouldn't have, have the whole lot. So, so she wouldn't have the whole it. lot. So I'm like I'm <laughs> forcing myself to eat this oh. absurd ice cream. And then she's like, we're going to the bookshop. Bookshop closed, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, there is a secondary bookshop. This is the most East London thing I've ever seen. The queue for the bookshop was six deep. What? And she insisted at this point that we had to queue for the bookshop. Oh. People... People were out twenty-five minute queue for a fucking bookshop. Rob. No, and you stood in it. Yeah, because she wouldn't leave. We were like, we haven't got an option. She, mate, I was, I weren't in the queue at Legoland that long. Yeah, it's mad. And then you get in, and she bought a book that is for a one-year-old. I, I think you need to be stronger with her, Josh. You just got to go no and just take the crime. What? Are you, are you kidding me? No, I would have gone. No, we can't she was go silent for twenty-five minutes in the queue. It was the best bit of the day. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I stand corrected. That was the best bit of the day. What? It weren't the rats. It wasn't the rats. It wasn't the lovely day out looking at the rats yeah. and squirrels in the uh, in the woodland trail. Yeah. So that was. Uh, so we got the book, oh, and then uh, yeah. that was basically it. 
Oh, wow. What a, what a lovely family time. What a lovely family day out. You know, because it goes so quick this stage. You, you don't want to miss... Do you know what I mean? It would be terrible, wouldn't it, to look back and go, I don't think I really took in the wasp nest, the aggressive squirrel, the shut yeah. farm, the shut bookshop and the rats. What's but, great about know. this podcast is all these, these priceless memories that I might have forgotten will be forever yeah. remembered if I wanted to listen back to this. And when you get old, like you and Rose, when you're old, we can listen back and go, wasn't that a magical day? Exactly. It's great that it's getting documented, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've got my first play date, by the way. You've got a play date? Are you having play dates with other people? Are we not exclusive? Well, that's a play date where the parents know each other, ours. Oh, ours, great. Is, ours is her best friend from nursery. I, oh, oh, yeah, because so you don't you obviously you don't know the parent. Don't know the parents, and I've seen got, them at the gate. I've had a couple of chats at the gate, but I, oh, I'm not going to lie, Rob. I yep. bottled it like a teenager failing to ask a girl out on a date. I bottled it on asking them for a play date, and instead oh. got their number off the person that runs a nursery, and then sent sent them a WhatsApp. Oh, you couldn't do it face to face. You slid in the DMs. Couldn't do it face to face. Slid into the DMs. And they were, okay. Is there not some sort of um? She replied. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many kisses? <laughs> None. <laughs> None. <laughs> Very efficient. <laughs> okay. So she's replied. Yeah. So yeah. what's happening? Uh, what, did, so, what was the text? How did you write the text? Do you want to hear my text? Yeah, I want to know how you. How do you feel if you receive this? Okay. Hey, this is uh, my daughter's dad, Josh. Alana, who runs the nursery, gave me your number. Hope that is okay. Hmm. Our daughter has been talking a lot about how she would love to see your daughter, in brackets, her favourite close brackets, outside of nursery. And I was wondering if you guys fancied meeting up with them one weekend. Oh, that's it. That's, that's okay. They put the little favourite. It's quite a nice touch, but the little favourite yeah. is to say, like, the best friend. Because the worry now is that she just replies, my daughter's never mentioned your daughter. I know. I was absolutely terrified of that. <laughs> I was like, this is this could be absolutely one of those heartbreaking or, things. Oh, she sent it back the whole way. Well, I'd love to, but and then put all the names to him and in brackets, least favourite. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, okay, well that's nice. That's a good thing. I think it's quite a grown up thing to do because I think when you're like got friends already and then you're like the first person to have kids and stuff, you it's quite quite weird making new friends, but you've got to yeah. like take the leap. So it's good that yeah. you've done it. So what did she reply? She said, so we're meeting up. We're meeting up on Saturday. We're going to, uh, there's a lovely woodland trail in Hackney uh, City Farm that we're going to go on, actually. Um, <laughs> Do you like rats? Do you like rats? Um, um, so you're meeting up, on, meeting up at the weekend? Yeah, so that will be exciting. So I'll keep you updated on how that goes. Well, the, the issue is really, from an entertainment point of view, you're either going to go, it was great, they really got on, or you'll never mention it on here and everyone will know that it went terribly. Yeah, well, what I should say is that because of um, holidays of the producer and me, we are recording these slightly ahead of time. So I won't be discussing it on next week's episode. I'll be discussing it on the one after. So when I don't talk about it next week, don't presume it was a fucking washout. (laughs) We will will come back to it and let people know how it went. We will come back to it and let people know how it went. That's a leap of faith, mate. I've not done that. I'm impressed. I'm very nervous. Have you never done that? No, um, I've uh, lose sort of. It's weird, really, because we went through like a stage of like literally having no friends with kids, and then we yeah. had some from like uh, the uh, and was it called the, the what's those class NCT classes? But then we moved from yeah. that area to like Zone Five, uh, so we had no one 
But I, I, I bumped into, uh, you know, the Matt Morgan, the uh, yeah, yeah. comedian. Well, he's a writer, comedy writer, and, and he used to do the Russell Brown radio shows. He, uh, I, I was chatting to him, got on with him at this party, and we found out we live five minutes from each other. And I was like, oh, oh my God, let's make our wives like each other. So then we've got people we know with same age kids because they had kids the same age no, as ours. And then no. um, I think Matt would agree with this, that uh, our wife's friendship has really blossomed and ours sort of is fine, but we uh, <laughs> they have really overshadowed us. Where, no, we still text and meet up, but they're like on an absolute house on fire. But um, Oh, well, that's that's good and yeah, bad, I suppose. Exactly. That's good and bad. So, yeah, it's, it's hard. We were very excited. We had a stage we didn't know anyone, so it's good to find some people in your area. The pressure's on. The well, pressure yeah, is on. But, you know, you come to mind, but it's a bit of a drive. But if you know there's someone around the corner you can just pop round to, it makes it much easier. The question is, Rob, would I prefer our daughters to have a good day or the parents to have a good day? And if I'm totally honest with you, I'd prefer the parents to have a good day. <laughs> yeah! Well, you come, come down again when, uh, when you're back from holiday. Huh? Well, we, we will. We will. Um, Rob, I was thinking about something you said. Um, do you remember when you said about saying eggies? Oh, yes. When you say I have my own words. childish word that I've realised has got into my vocabulary. The one I've done, Rob, yeah. is uh, ou- ouchy tummy. Ouchy tummy. So uh, do, you, do you use ouchy to mean oh. ache, well, we I suppose? poorly belly. You say poorly belly. <laughs> Still as mental, isn't it? Yeah. Poorly belly, yeah. <laughs> Ouchy tummy. I never used to say poorly. No, I've never said poorly. That's more Lou and I. I've copied oh, that uh, poorly. Belly. Oh right. But ouchy tummy, you say? Yeah. So ouchy tummy. I've said I've said ouchy to in in the company of adults. I, I think so. You'd say to like, oh, she's got an ouchy tummy, and then you're like, no, she, <laughs> no, she hasn't got an yeah. ouchy tummy. She's she's. She's, she hasn't actually got an ouchy tummy. She's fucking making it up. That's what she's doing, mate. <laughs> I did say at the pub once. I'm going for a wee wee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, there's something, like, it just all feels so twee, doesn't it? Yeah. It feels, it like... It's quite nice, in a way. Yeah, does it make, does it, does it take you back to a, an easier time? Do you know what? I'm going to go in that toilet in that pub and pull my trousers and pants down to my ankles and have a good old wee-wee. <laughs> just feel like I'm six again. <laughs> um, would you, how much for you to adopt the trousers and pants, piss at the urinal for a year? Oh, I mean, it dep- drunk, probably nothing for a laugh. I think I've done that on many a stag do. That's a classic, isn't it? Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want my belt touching the floor of a gent's urinal. Oh, the stag do, all rules are off. I saw a bloke eat a whole lemon, including rind. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no. Wonderful type. How did he eat it? What, just, just like an apple? Like an apple, and he ate all of it. So oh, wow. It. I th- no, actually, I think he cut it in half. Because he's not an animal. He cut, yeah, it, yeah. He, cut, he cut it in half and just ate, went through it like sort of, yeah, but ate all yeah. of it and skin. It's a I wonderful like that. I do like it. I like a, yeah, I like a sourness, but maybe that would be uh, that would be too much for me. I reckon next episode, eat a lemon during the show and see how you get on. <laughs> see if it affects your banter. I, I, I reckon when I'm doing that, we know our ratings are on the slide. Oh, you... <laughs> yes, that'd be great though. But all for the hardcores that are stuck with <laughs> yeah. us. What a day. Oh, yeah. You know, when you, if you ever like, comes eating eleven. <laughs> you've read like a Wikipedia page about, like you're like trying to remember a TV show or something, and it'll always end with in the final series. A lot of the features were replaced with other features. <laughs> you jump the shark. I've never heard of a TV show uh, completely changing its format and that turning its fortunes around. It's always the final series. Ah, oh, Love Island. Love Island did. Love Island originally was celebrities. In Fiji. Oh, yes, it was. Sorry, I'm going to have to call you on that, Josh. I don't want to be that guy. No, but fair that, enough. They, they did it. Um, Josh, we start talking about kids again? 
Yeah, sorry. That's sorry. Right, sorry. It's, sorry. Fine. it's like a TV I was, producer I was discussing pitch. the commissioning process. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> anyway. Josh, I've got an email here. It's, it's a semi-serious one, but I think we should mention it. Basically, yep. we've got this... Uh, uh, didn't leave a name, actually. She's got like a wacky Instagram name. But oh, she yeah. said, I don't have children, love the show, but I'm a nanny and she's been trained in safeguarding. And she heard an episode where I think it was when my daughter's ruined my wife's birthday present by telling her what I'd got yes. her immediately. I think it was, we got you a ring and like three days for her birthday. And I said, oh, you should have said that it was a secret. But I've just been pulled on it and I think it's... a good little uh, bit of uh, info that the best way with kids is cause secrets and our little secret can be used as a sort of a mm. grooming technique for kids. What you do is you def- define a surprise and a secret. So with kids, uh, it's a surprise so that they're aware that they oh, are allowed see, to tell someone yes, it at yes, some yes, point. Yes, yes. But at, at this moment in time, we can't tell mum because it's not a birthday yet. So it's a surprise, not a secret. And then that way, if you know, you can say that you shouldn't keep secrets, especially if something's uh, uh, going awry and a bit dodged. So that's quite a good tip there. So it's a surprise. That is a, a good. That is a good tip. Good I've got tip, another good tip, you. but I just wanted to say on that thing of um, what you can and can't tell kids. Yeah. The most trouble I ever got into when I worked on XFM. Yeah. Was uh, unthinkingly. <laughs> And I, there might be children listening to this, so I won't say what I said, but oh, basically. Hey, no, well, I tell you what, if your kid is listening to this, just tell them to stop listening for a minute. I don't think children on their own are listening to this podcast. No, but that wasn't the problem. There was mums driving their children to like oh, okay. ballet well, if and you're, stuff. Well, if you're driving, if your kid's listening, don't let them listen. Pause it for a second and then Josh, say yeah. what you said on XFM. Um, that isn't real. Oh, Josh, you mad bastard. I just said it in part. It wasn't like I, d- I didn't break the news. I didn't say I, I, it was just. News t- in from Lapland. Yeah, it was just implied in an anecdote. Or Oh, oh wow. That is. A kid, that is just off. unthinking. Imagine the sort of chilled out, cool dude parents are like, hey, man, I'm not going to pause this podcast. My kids can hear things. I don't mind. They're liberal. All of a sudden now, car screeched to a halt. It was lying, kids. Um, <laughs> we need a trigger warning at the top of this episode. Yeah, we do need a trigger warning at the top of this episode. Maybe we could bleep out um, the, the 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 name of the person you're talking about. I think it isn't real. Do you think other people will understand who we're talking about? Uh, well, I think if not, they would have got it at Lapland. <laughs> Shaking Stevens. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips at last. You need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XE and Juvederm Ultra XE, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all gel fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit www.juvederm.com. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Right, so do you want another good, interesting tip for, yes, um, that we've had emailed in? So do you know we were talking about um, how for your kids to deal with um, having um, a, a new sibling come along? Yeah. This is from Aletta Walensky. I'm not a parent, but um, I love the po- your most recent episode where one of your listeners asked for tips on how to their older child to adjust to a new baby. There's lots of people that aren't parents that listen to this podcast, Rob. Yeah, I know, I but I, I'm starting to feel like in sort of a sick way, like they're getting off on our misery. Yeah. Like Schadenfreude. Do you listen Schadenfreude. to podcasts? I suppose I listen to football podcasts. I'm not a footballer. Yeah, but you watch, you watch, you watch football every Saturday. I doubt yeah. these people are watching children every Saturday. Well, I hope not, Rob. I hope not. Unless so- we've got some sort of nonce fan base. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this email from a wonderful person called Aletta Walensky. Mm. Uh, one of your listeners asked for tips on how to help their older child adjust to a new baby. And I thought I'd share what my mum successfully used on me. When she found out she was pregnant, she started taking me to see all of her friends who had babies and making sure I played with them and had a lovely time playing mummy until inevitably I asked if I could have a baby brother or sister. She explained that babies took a long time to make and there was no sending them back. So I had to be absolutely certain I wanted one. When I said yes, we put in the order for a baby and it was delivered in five months' time. In the following months, my parents involved me in every decision about my baby, from choosing the outfits and paint colours to pulling her name out of a hat. I have a strong suspicion all the pieces of paper with the same name. (laughs) (laughs) This might sound manipulative. Both our parents were in politics, so they played to their strengths, but it really worked. I loved her from day one and rarely felt any jealousy towards her. Oh, that's nice. That is brilliant, isn't it? When did the shared decision-making stop, though? Because that's the issue. You don't really need your mum and a, a nine-year-old telling you to do your own work. Yeah, they were deciding on which school... This nine-year-old was deciding which school to send her younger sibling to. <laughs> um, oh, the other one as well I remembered was um, you're supposed to make sure that... Um, you're the, the, the say normally if you've got having another baby, so a friend or a family member looks after the eldest one, but get them to come into your house first before you bring the baby home. So the baby's coming into the house with the child in, so it feels oh, like they're yeah. welcoming in, not like the baby's in there and all settled in and they come in, it's like they've been taken over, as it were. Yes. So good. that they're in the house as the baby arrives, not the other way around, and they arrive to a house with a baby in. I like these. These are actually genuinely useful tips, I think, are good. I think we should do a new feature. Well, I think since the one show, we've rebranded now. The banter switches off. I'm just fucking stupid. (laughs) I I haven't laughed once in three episodes. (laughs) I just absolutely buzzed off tips. (laughs) So if you've got any genuinely good tips uh, on parenting, do send them in. We'll we'll name the feature something like, um, it worked for me. 
Yeah, something, I'm not an arsehole, but it, this is quite useful. Maybe yeah, that, I'm not you know, an arsehole, but this is quite useful. Something along those lines. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. We'll, of we'll, like, get, we'll get... I, I do apologise, Michael, but um, if there is any sniff of a jingle, I won't turn it down. Oh, no, let's get... A, we need a better name for it, but it needs to be that kind of thing of... It's hard to give tips without being that wanker that's like, I've got a child, actually, and they're three days older than yours, so I know as a mother, yeah. as a father. I'll, so, I'll, um, I'll start with the best tip my brother gave me, yeah. um, which was uh, when I asked him what what was his number one tip for having a baby? And he said, get a thermos and have your tea in that rather yes. than in a mug because you're otherwise you're just playing. You make your tea, the tea goes cold when you remember it 30 minutes later. Yes. If you're walking around your house with a thermos, mate, you've got hot tea all day long. I, I, yeah, cold coffee is the curse of the parent. Yeah. So a thermos is a great shout. However, having a mug full of hot drink does stop you having to look after children as well that's it that's oh, the yeah 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 because you go oh, oh i've got a tea and you yeah. say that everyone kicks into gear around yeah you. but i would go if you're on your own in the house firmos so send in your your genuinely useful tips also i'm can i just make it clear that i still want stories about wanking in a box at the ivf clinic yes of course i yeah. don't let's not let's not let's not forget what got us here josh no exactly great but i want shit smeared faces let's not reinvent the wheel it's, it's it's evolution not revolution this show <laughs> yeah and if you've got any tips about wanking in a box, that's the uh, that's the ideal <laughs> meeting point between what yeah, we're looking for. Just yeah, if you could give me a defined sort of like schedule and you know a plan of action to ejaculate as quick as possible in an IVF box, let us know because that would be helpful to a lot of our listeners. Thank you very much to everyone. <laughs> um, that's the end of the show. Good night. That was lockdown parenting hell. Good night. Good night.